You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. I'm your host, Banzo, and we are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is happening October 9th to the 11th in San Diego, California. Check them out at socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. Excited to have them on board, counting down for some uh, some nice, beautiful San Diego weather. And, you know, jumping in, you know, we you know, part of the the you know, kind of the complexity of the podcast is we try to, you know, share you know the 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 projects that we're minting every day in our Mint 365 collection. But that's not always the case because some of the episodes we pre-record, some of them are you know interviews and and such. But actually, this episode actually not only we're going to talk about the NFT that we minted for today, but it actually kind of bleeds into a little bit of the topic uh, of today's podcast episode uh, as well. So it's kind of a, a nice little double combo for your, uh, for you here today. And, and, you know, part of, you know, the, the beauty of this space and, you know, is, you know, I'm always looking for inspiration, always looking for um, creative approaches to, you know, I've said this in a lot of other episodes, um, a lot of mundane, normal processes that we do in the nft space i love when people think differently in that arena and so today's mint for mint 365 is called desk heads uh i'm sorry <laughs> let's see look at this i'm uh, i'm already um jumping off so yeah desk heads with an s so desk heads um it's the website is desk head xyz um, and I, I love the project that has, you know, we uh, you know, tweeted out and shared, you know, the, the focus of the project is that they are, you know, human-like gifts um, that they are attempting to lead the nine to five revolution. But, you know, the, the art's nice. The websites, I, re- I really like the way websites brought, uh, broke down. One of the things that jumped out at me is when you're actually minting it. So today it's the whitelist only mint. Uh, and I believe tomorrow um, it'll, be, it'll be the public sale. But when you're you're minting it, you have not only the option to mint the NFT at at point zero six is what I believe it is on on the website, but you have the ability to mint and to stake the NFT right away. And actually, in their OpenSea description, they actually say that they have thirty eight percent of their mint has already been staked into the contract, which I think is a, a really unique approach. It's the first one that I've seen that actually, when you're you're minting it originally, you have the option to stake it, uh, you know, right out out of the the jump. Um, and for those that, you know, the thing about this, right, the staking component is the idea that you're kind of locking it in the contract. And in most cases, they give you, you know, you get perks and benefits for locking things into the contract because it also minimizes the total supply available. Also makes it a little, you know, a couple extra steps for you to put it up for sale, right? So if it's, if it's staked in the contract, they pretty much know that that group of NFTs will not be posted uh, for sale on the secondary market. So it kind of uh, allowing them to kind of even better understand their um, initial um, kind of group. And so we minted them for today's project. They're number 238 in our, in our mint 365. 
but I, I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, what does that all mean? Like, what is, you know, what does that mean as far as, you know, how we look at, you know, the, the future of utility, how we look at, you know, um, innovation. And, and most of you know, you know, in, in uh, you know, some past episodes, I've talked a lot about, you know, the fact that, you know, innovation has not really been rewarded uh, that nicely here in Web3. And, and I'm not really sure the exact reasons for innovative, you know, like the, the best, you know, 3D art has not been the most rewarded 3D project, right? The most innovative um, use for staking or the most innovative use of uh, tokenomics or even like the most innovative, um, you know, layers of, of NFTs, like, you know, from like Psychedelics Anonymous having the different components, you know, those projects, because I think they add a layer of, of extra learning, there also isn't really a proof of concept yet, right? We don't know that that, that, that style or that um, delivery is going to work. So I think for, for a lot of cases, people kind of like hedge their bets and like, oh my goodness, I'm not sure if this is going to work. And, and, you know, that is something to be aware of, but I will tell you the other part of what, you know, what I looked at, you know, with desk heads and, and this will just be, you know, when I've been, you know, talking about, you know, if I'm predicting kind of the future here uh, of NFTs, one of the things that I've, I've been, you know, harping on since this podcast started, right? So way back when on, you know, November 11th, one of the things that I harped on was I really like to, to look at things and say, what is actual utility that, that an NFT project is going, that can actually deliver on today? And then what is like projected utility? And what I always labeled as projected utility was the things that are like, they, like their wish list. Like they want to create a Netflix series. They want to launch a metaverse game. They want to add AR components. Um, and, and for me, that was always something really important for evaluating um, the value of, of an NFT for minting it, right? Like I, I believe for some projects, when you look at the the utility that is being presented, if it's not like directly valuable for six months. Like I would argue, why would I mint the project now? Why won't I wait? Why wouldn't I wait just the six month mark and then check it out? Like, Oh, if they're ready to deliver the utility, maybe I'll jump into the project then. And, and I think a lot of projects haven't thought that through very well because you have to really, if your utility, if your main utility, especially is not something that can actually be delivered for a certain amount of months out, like, what are you going to do, A, to get people inspired to mint today? B, what are you going to get them to kind of bring them along on the journey and still, you know, be a part of this community? And it's not just having a Discord, right? You have to actually, you know, add some layers of, you know, maybe it's communication, maybe it's, um, you know, Zoom calls, maybe it's, you know, Twitter spaces, whatever it is, you have to bring them on that journey. But then you also have to think about it from that standpoint of, you know, for a lot of people, this is what they'll say or they'll think is they'll actually think like, oh, I'll just buy that six months from now. But I don't know about anybody else. If I'm thinking about something I'm putting off six months from now, the chance of me remembering it six months from now is probably uh, 0.1%. Like, and, and even if I put it onto my calendar, when that day comes, I'm like, why did I think this was valuable to mint you know, six months from now, I won't even like, won't even comprehend, let alone, like, we don't know what the value of ETH will be and all of those type of things. But even more so than, than, than that, like, you know, I've been very blessed as an early adopter, you know, I've, I've been an early adopter for, you know, 10 plus years on, you know, I was, I jailbroke, broke one of the very first iPhones, iPhone threes, like I jailbroke it so that I could test apps before, um, you know, Apple um, rolled out test flight for us to be able to beta test projects. Right. I've been, I've been really, you know, on this early adoption curve and this early adoption cycle for a long time. And one of the things that has been a trend every single time 
is that in the earliest of early phases of early adoption, that you, the focus and the the attention and the education is all about like, you know, it's, it's, it's like you have to focus on like the actual, the, what you're an early adopter of, right? So like all of the first early Google plus people talked about Google plus, they wrote books about Google plus, but let's face it, Google plus wasn't designed to be talking about Google plus. Like it was, it was to create a, a video interactive social media landing page, which we can argue if they did that well, or if Google dropped the ball, like they normally do, right? Live video. When I first started on live video, like it was like a running joke that you would open up the Periscope app or Blab app or Meerkat app, or even Justin TV app. And, or even you now, and almost all of the front page was people talking about like best practices for live video. What is the best gear for live video? And, and it was no different with social audio with clubhouse and Twitter spaces. But the reason I say that is because we are still in that phase right now in the NFT space. If you think about it, a lot of the utility, not all of the projects, but a lot of the projects' utilities, it revolves around either education of Web3 or Web3 gamification, or, you know, like, you know, we're going to help you, we're going to give you additional airdrops of NFTs, right? So it's like, you're going to buy an NFT to get NFTs, to talk about NFTs, to be in NFTs. It's like, it's like meta on meta on meta. But that is a normal like um, aspect and in, in, in the cycle of early adoption, that that's on par with what I've seen for you know ten plus years. But here's here's the the magic part of this. As as we come out of that like mass early adoption cycle, and we start thinking about things like long tail, and we start bringing in enough new blood that people are at least educated, but they're looking for more. That's where this magic happens for long for the long run. And I will tell you, I believe a lot of NFT projects that right now many of us love and hold, if they do not understand the need to pivot their value proposition, to pivot their way that they communicate and deliver their current roadmap or utility, then they, they're going to fail. They're going to get you know, kind of put back. Now, the opposite is the case for some projects that, that their utility is already next level, right? They're already focused on in real life events, they're focused on maybe, you know, high performance uh, training. Maybe they're focused on um, getting people together on a, on a weekly, you know, Zoom. They're talking about, you know, merchandise that is being sent up. They're doing meetups in, in locations. They're doing accountability groups. They're doing, uh, you know, internal challenges. They have uh, factions within the, the community. Like all of these things, these, this is like that advanced utility that we look at it as advanced today. But I will tell you, in the future, as we look toward the future, that will be the norm. Projects that are really dialing in their utility that is beyond just the Web3 components are where we are moving this towards. And, and part of that is that, you know, the, you know, one of the things that I think is like the true benefit or long tail of this is that it does come down to why do I need to be involved and what does this all mean? Now, the caveat to this is also the fact that some projects, especially if it is art-based, does not have to have utility, right? Like utility is not something that is required. And just let's just be very clear, you as an NFT founder get to determine what the expectations are and what is the utility that you're going to put out there. Like I would, I would, I would ask every NFT founder out, right, out there right now, if you have five things that you want to deliver as your utility, only tell people two of them. Keep three of them in your back pocket 
because you don't have to put all of them out there because guess what? If you tell people there's five you know, uh, aspects of utility and you deliver the first two better than anyone else, but you struggle with the next three, guess what everybody complains about? I got on the project because I had these five pillars of utility and they didn't deliver. But if you deliver two of these things and you maximize them out and you're killing it and you say, hey, we, we're, we're going to try to roll out another layer of u- utility on top of this. What do people say? Man, this project's amazing. They delivered exactly what I wanted and, and they're giving me more. So managing that expectations is, is essential, right? The other part of this is also understanding that if a project does not have utility, is it still something as far as community-based that they want to execute, right? Because let's, let's not get this, these two things confused. People will tell me, Brian, I'm just going to launch a, an art project, but I don't want to deal with Discord, so I'm not going to have utility. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Like, the, the, like having a Discord or building a community it does not also connect to the ultimate utility, right? Like you can have a NFT project that is not utility-based that has a Discord, you can have a NFT project that has no Discord, but is heavily utility-based, right? These two things are not, you know, one and the same. And you can definitely kind of think, you know, kind of break that out, you know, kind of further than that. The other part of this is that when we start to, you know, we, I, we've said this a little bit, and I, I don't think people recognize how, how this all transformation comes across. I'm just going to put it out there. The, like the concept of an NFT will begin to fade away in two to three years. The idea of using that language, right? We are we are going to talk about, oh, did you get your digital asset? Did you, I dropped that into your wallet. Did you get your, you know, did you get what I sent into your wallet, right? The, the idea, the reason like the whole non-fungible token, right? The NFT is it's, it's very much like the, uh, it's the program, the programmable um, component of being in the early adoption space, right? Like we, we talked a lot about like the, the, the actual underlying fundamentals, but eventually those things go away, right? Like, and even if you look at, you know, like cell phone coverage, right? When people are are talking about cell phones, you know, early days, they talked about cell phone towers and how many towers they had in their, in your state or in your area. And then they realize you get to a point where you don't care about cell phone towers. Guess what you care about? I want to know how strong your signal is in the areas. Do not, I don't care if it takes one tower, three towers. I don't care what you have to do. And so if we think about that, when we look at sort of some of the technology components being faded away a little bit, part of the other aspects that have to shine is like, what is the things that show up in as far as utility, right? And I will also say projects have not done an amazing job of outlining utility attached to a roadmap and then kind of giving you updates on it. Now, I have to give a shout out to this Desk Heads uh, project that we minted today. I will tell you on their website, they have a, um, they have, they have like a, a, on their roadmap and within their utility, they actually show like, hey, these are the things that we haven't done yet. These are the things that are in progress. And these are the things we've already completed that are ready for you to, to capture within your utility when you first buy this NFT. That to me is a beautiful example of what we have to integrate in our NFT projects, right? That open communication. Now, I would even say this is something we have to update in our discords, right? Like when I go into a discord and someone says, you know, here's the roadmap. And it's so funny because I did this yesterday. I jumped into one of my, one, a project that I love and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not here to FUD, but a project that I love. And I was like, I, I wonder what they, how they outline their, like, you know, because at the top of almost every discord, people have like official links and then they'll have like about the project and then they'll have like roadmap or whatever that may be. 
And so I clicked on the roadmap of this project that I really like. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I, I know they executed on that. They execute on that. I'm like, oh, they haven't executed on the third one yet. And when I looked at the date, it said coming to you start of May 2022. Now I'm looking at that discord on July 6th of 2022. And that component of their utility has not been executed on. Now, nowhere could I find in the notes or in that about did it say what the new date is, why they didn't deliver, what are the updates that are on that? And let's face it, like I, like I know because I've been very active in that project that I'm, I'm so confident about that project delivering that it doesn't even bother me that they missed that date. But it does bother me if I'm, if I'm telling you, my audience here, to go check out this project, you jump into the Discord and you're like, Fanzo says they deliver, Fanzo says they're trustworthy, and you go into that, that tab and you go, wait a second, their third utility was supposed to be delivered in May. Not only do they not deliver it, they haven't even updated their, their content or their resources. And I probably have to you know, scroll back 971 announcement posts to find it in Discord because Discord is not user-friendly when it comes to finding you know, concrete information or even status updates in a way that allows me like, hey, I want to know the update of the main components of this project. Like there's, you know, unless you have like a utility announcements channel, <laughs> like you're not gonna, it's, it makes it really hard to find those things. And so the, the other part of this that I liked what um, the desk heads have done, and I think we're going to see this with more projects is I've been harping this, you know, it might be my, my longest, I have a lot of soapboxes here. As many of you know, I like to soapbox on a lot of different topics, but one of the ones that I've soapboxed on maybe the longest is that I believe projects are still neglecting to reward those that are, are the original mentors of a project and that hold it over time. Now, in Deskheads and a couple other projects that I've seen, they're, try, they're attempting to do that. So one of the things that I see some projects doing is they're actually coming out and telling you, if you do these things, or when we hit 50% minted, everyone that minted and have not listed their NFT yet, you're going to get... Um, you know, a Groupon, uh, you're going to get a Groupon, not Groupon. You're going to get a Grubhub code for a 10 minutes or $10 off a, your Grubhub, Grubhub order, or you're going to get this additional bonus on our website, or you're going to get even just like, you're going to get this role in our, in our discord. Because one of the things that we have to think about now, especially is that there is like this, this newfound, um, it's like this newfound entitlement, I, I guess you could say it is as NFT investors and NFT collectors, where now we are like, not only do we want you to show us your business plan, outline your roadmap, you know, prove to us that you're trustworthy, but we also want you to say like, value us for caring about you before everyone else cares. Like, it's very easy to say that you love Goblin Town. If you jumped into Goblin Town when it was five ETH on its way to eight ETH. But the people that minted that at a free mint or that jumped in before it was 0.09 ETH, those are your ride or die. They were the ones that believed before everyone else. But guess what? They have not rewarded. They don't re, we haven't found ways to reward that component. Now, part of it, I believe, can be the staking component, right? Like, So if you, not only if you mint, but if you mint and stake your NFT, which means you're not listing it for sale at all, if you, if you mint and stake your NFT on the 90-day mark, I'm going to give you, maybe, maybe that's where we do things like we're, I'm going to give you 50% uh, of the mint fee back in your wallet, right? So if you mint it at 0.06, I'm going to give every person that was the original minter that left it in the contract for the first three months, I'm going to give you back 0.03 uh, ETH back into your wallet. 
Well, now we're, we're kind of inspiring there. Now, the caveat to this, and I, w- I was helping out some friends, um, you're going to hear a lot more uh, about an upcoming project that I am super excited about. It's called uh, Metaversity. And I'm not going to give you any more details on it because I want you to have to wait to hear it from the team. And uh, there's some great, great friends of mine that now they were, you know, originally listeners here of the podcast. We got to connect at VCon and then connect at NFT NYC. And I just love what they're building and they are the future. They are Gen Z leaders. They're just really um, some, uh, I'm excited to bring them to life. But, you know, one of the conversations that I've had with them, you know, and this is, you know, me kind of putting it out there, right, is like, we also have to be very direct and careful with the word choice that we use when we're talking about what people are doing with their money and their NFTs, right? Because let's remember and be very clear, this is an ownership conversation, right? So when I buy an NFT, I own it. Nobody tells me what to do. And I will tell you what, I do not like being told what to do. I know it's probably not a shock to anyone that knows me. I just don't like being, you tell me what to do and I'm going to buck at that. I am not only am I going to want to do the opposite, but I'm going to be like, wait a second, who do they think they are, right? And and so the difference between saying, hey, I want everybody to stake your NFT and I don't want anyone to list it below you know, five ETH for the first six months, you're telling me what to do with my NFT. Like, like screw you, I'm, I'm not listening to you. But if it's differently worded and said, hey, we believe our NFT is worth five ETH easy as the utility gets delivered at the three-month mark. And so for those that are willing to either list it above five ETH or to stake it for the first three months, we are going to reward you with these, these things and we are going to, to celebrate those that believe in it the way that we believe in it. Well, guess what? I'm all on board on that. I'm like, I believe. Like We are all believers, right? Like that's that's the And that language is very, very important. And I will argue that you also need to start delivering that kind of language in multiple channels and multiple different delivery mediums, right? You should have a video on your website. You should have that language um, in the wording on your website. You should have that in the Discord. It should be something that is reiterated very often amongst the team on the fact that like we believe, and for those that believe with us, we are going to reward them because you are on this journey throughout this piece. And so I believe that's where we're going to see utility be creative. The other thing to remember is that the beauty of NFTs is that they are, once they are minted, it is transparent on the blockchain. We can tell you who minted it, at what time, right? We can tell you what they paid for it. We can tell you what the gas fee was then. We can tell you what the, what the, you know, the ETH transaction or the Solana transaction, um, what the conversion of the crypto was at that exact moment. Here's the thing. We need to start use, we need to start building utility that actually leverages that metadata and that information that is on the blockchain. Right now we don't. But right now, do you know what we leverage? Do you have it in your wallet? <laughs> like literally, we are leveraging right now at the moment in smart contracts for the most part. We are just saying, hey, did you have it in your wallet? Now, some projects will say, hey, we're taking a snapshot to see who has it listed or who has wh- how many in their wallet. So now we're just, we're taking a, 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 a picture in time of the number or the current state of the NFT, but we're not factoring in some of those other things, right? Like what if you were able to even go a step further and say, you know, those that, that, that mint more than one and, you know, those that sell the second one within the first 60 days, we're going to reward because remember just because someone is selling it doesn't mean that isn't beneficial for your community. Secondary sales is, 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 a, is a volume metric that is important for your collection. 
I can tell you there's some projects that have underestimated the importance of having some secondary sales. The other part of it is that you also remember there is a creator percentage that is given that you have baked into the contract. And so inspiring people to actually hold one and and sell one, well, now that's also something that you could reward and incentivize within your utility. Or what I like to say, and this is one of the things that I've been really hopefully helping people see the light on, is you know, like I do believe that your greatest assets as an NFT founder are your current NFT owners. And the problem is right now, we do not do a great job of empowering them to share, to amplify, or onboard new people. Like what if you told people, hey, at the three-month mark, if you are holding your original mint NFT, we are going to give you a second one, but you have to put it, you have to put it in a different address for us to send it to. And so you can gift it to any of your friends or family that you want to join into this community. And it's only for those that are that are on the board with us and that have staked their NFT for the first three months. Well, now we're starting to build in some of these components that not only is allowing us to grow, but if the people that are staking and believe in your project are the ideal people that you want to be there in consuming your utility, wouldn't you want them to be the word of mouth uh, you know, uh, amplifiers to bring in more people like them versus the idea of always feeling like we always have to market to a new group. We always have to be putting you know, things out there to the masses. And so that's where I, I, I kind of wrap my head around not only this you know, current utility and future utility. The last thing I want to say on kind of like the future utility conversation is that a lot of the utility components that will be the norm in the next two years, we have not even seen implemented at all yet. Like literally have not happened because either we haven't thought we haven't been creative enough to think that far or we haven't, the, the technology isn't there, right? Like, I mean, I understand like, I mean, right now for the merchandise store that we're, we're building for this project, you know, I wanted to be very innovative, right? Like I want to, I want to gate it on multiple blockchains. I want to create unique experiences. It's not easy because a lot of the mechanics that are currently available for us aren't really fine tuned. And so then I'm, I'm having to go in and, and adjust different website, you know, components and, and make sure that this thing is, is, is always going to be talking the same as something else. And, and I also say, you know, you know, Ethereum is the easier one of, of all of them. Like good luck trying to do multi-gating on Solana with the current state of different marketplaces in Solana, some of them showing NFTs, some of them not showing NFTs, the Solana blockchain going up and down, um, you know, let alone go to Wax or go to, uh, you know, crypto.com um, or, or go to Polygon. Now, Polygon might be one that we, it'll be interesting how that continues to emerge. But with that being said, I think we have to really be willing to think bigger. And even, you know, are we going to drive innovation for future utility based on our creativity or are we going to wait for future innovation to drive our creativity i know which of those two that i believe we should be doing on and i'm such a big believer on like if we can think it and we can work on it from a creative thing and we believe it's valuable we can find people to build the tech around that but if we're going to sit back and say hey the tech isn't there for us to do these certain things and we're just going to sit back guess what we're no different than web2 and we're no different than you know it took you know i think five iphone uh, ios versions for ios to give us copy and paste like i remember watching the presentation that steve jobs came out and said guess what you can now copy and paste on an iphone and i was like you like we were literally celebrating something that was rudimentary in windows 95 
And if you're a Gen Z listener, you can just Google the history of Windows 95. I know that's like a whole different world from you. But so with all that being said, like I think I'm excited to see where utility is going. I also understand why we're currently delivering the types of utility that we are. And what I don't want anyone to think about is like, oh my goodness, I don't need to have these components. No, these components that are, are currently working today as far as utility are still valuable. But we have to think long-term. What, what happens when people aren't joining NFT projects just for the art or just for future NFTs or just for being part of an alpha group or just because I want a private you know, room in the Discord or just because I think the price is going to go up? As those things start to happen, we are going to have to be willing to adapt and innovate. And I will tell you, for every NFT founder out there, if you have, even if you've already had a project or maybe you're still building out your first project, one of the things that you have to realize is your ability to adapt, pivot, and throw out the original plan and start over will be the difference between you succeeding or failing. If you are like, hey, this was our roadmap and this is the only thing we're going to stick to. And guess what? The market changes. Guess what? The, the trends change and you're not willing to adapt. Goodbye. Your project will fall off the map. You have to be willing to be agile. You have to be willing to adapt. You have to be willing to hold your course when it makes sense, but also throw out your strategy when that also makes sense. Because let's face it, that's what some of the great projects are doing. And if you want a great example of that, go look at the, the original V Friends announcement. Go look at the original tweets from Gary V on what V Friends was about and what utility was going to exist in there and how his conferences were going to be designed. Completely pivoted, completely adapted and changed over less than a year, I guess a little over a year now uh, for that entire project. And that project has been able to deliver and they've been able to adapt. So as always, you know, thanks everybody for you know tuning in. You can check out that that Mint 365. If you want to check out, you know, all of the projects that we mint every single day on our journey to uh, you know November 11th of this year, uh, just go to nft365podcast.com/slash/mint365. Or if you're on the Twitters like me, you can just look at hashtag Mint365. And we actually have a thread. Uh, like I I'm, I believe it's going to be one of the longest threads in Twitter history. Um, because every single day I'm updating with a new tweet to one giant thread that we started way back in November. So every single project that we've bought, you can just scroll right down a, a nice little Twitter feed. Uh, just search that hashtag uh, Mint365. And as I mentioned at the beginning, we are sponsored by Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is a conference founded by Michael Stelzner. He is actually the host of the Crypto Business Podcast. He is also the founder of Social Media Marketing World, one of the largest uh, social media marketing uh, conferences in the world. Uh, and too, completely excited to be not only having them as a sponsor of the podcast, but also a media partner um, at that event. So I will be, you'll be able to see me on stage. You'll be able to see uh, a lot of our team there from uh, from the podcast and some of our favorite projects, uh, not only there, you know, on stage, but, you know, meetups and, uh, you know, connecting with a lot of, the, you know, the great vendors and others that are going to be there. So it's October 9th through the 11th in San Diego. So definitely check that out. We have links uh, in the show notes for everyone that's interested for um, that event, uh, Crypto Business Conference. And uh, last but not least, my friends, uh, I'm going to throw out my three dams just because I think it's a, a damn good time to throw out my three dams. And the first one, of course, is do your own damn research. 
especially in these times, do not be influenced and just jump at things because someone you know or someone on Twitter said something. Do your own damn research. You are responsible for your own uh, decisions. And we are, for the most part, all of us are adults and we need to act like that when we are um, kind of, you know, taking on this journey. Uh, the second one, of course, is, uh, you know, press the damn button, which means, you know, you know that premise is, you know, I believe everyone has a story to tell. I believe those that are willing to take action are those that are willing to actually make a difference and stand up. And it's very easy for us to talk about doing things. It's very easy for us to learn about doing things. But the ones that are changing the world, the ones that are making an impact are those that are actually pressing the damn button and taking action. And then the third one is, and, and this one will be where we'll wrap it on, is raise your damn hand. And what I mean by that is we need to seize opportunities that are around us. If you're in a Twitter space and you have a question, raise your damn hand, hit that little hand button. Guess what? Your video doesn't come on. Your voice is going to sound fine. You can, you don't have, you can get over it. And the more times you raise your hand, the easier it becomes. Because here's the thing. When you do it the first time, you're like, you know what? That wasn't, that wasn't that hard. And the problem is for many people, they sit in those rooms, they have the questions, they don't raise their damn hand and they just miss these opportunities. And here's the other part of that is you're not raising your hand for yourself. You're raising it for that audience and those of us that need to hear those questions and need to hear your thoughts and your story. You're doing us a disservice by not raising your damn hand. As always, my friends, I will talk to you tomorrow. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers.